0: Hey everyone, and welcome back to the Argonauts Podcast. I'm Andrew. I'm Marn. I am going to try and solve old ARGs, uh, and Marn is going to tell me what I should have done instead.
1: That's true, and Andrew has already failed to solve Frog (laughs) Fractions
0: 2. (laughs) Today we're going to be covering the rest of the game.
1: Yep. Um, So welcome to Frog Fractions 2 Part 2. Before we start properly, I have a few things I want to run down. Uh, First of all... Again, thank you to the Game Detectives uh wiki people uh for providing like all of the documentation that I'm using in this episode basically. Um the Game Detectives wiki is a really good uh tool for catching up on ARGs. Um they don't just do video game ARGs anymore. Uh there's some indie ones uh, logged on there and some other stuff, so check it out. Thank you to everyone who has featured. Or this is my Milwaukee episode. Uh, no Proscenium, which is a website about like immersive theater and ARGs, uh, featured it in one of their like little newsletter roundups of like immersive stuff you can find on the net. And also, uh, we were featured in the Immersive Book Club, uh, which is a club that gets together on Twitch and Slack to talk about uh, stuff having to do with like a specific theme centered around like immersive games and theater. Uh so thank you to them for featuring us. And if you are a new listener who got here from either of those places, hello. Hey,
0: welcome. Yeah, thank you so much for hosting us. It really means a lot.
1: Yeah, I am shocked at how popular we have suddenly become in the <laughs> like immersive game community.
0: I'm 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 excited for it. I know that uh you came to me early on and said, hey, are you cool with us taking listener questions? Uh, and my first thought was honestly, yeah, both of our listeners are more than welcome to send in a question. But <laughs> we've been, we, it's been really nice hearing everyone's great feedback and having people come to us with stuff.
1: Yeah, thank you to the people who have been um, sending us like feedback and stuff on the Gmail. That's been really awesome. We've been uh, trying to reply in a timely manner uh, to everyone.
0: <laughs> that is at... Uh, ArgonautsPodcast at gmail.com uh, Feel free to email us with questions, comments, concerns. Uh, we're more than happy to hear from people.
1: Yeah, or even if you just want to like chat about ARGs, like, a couple people have just sent us emails being like, Hey, love the show. You should check out this ARG. By the way, what do you think of blah, blah, blah. And we just have email threads going, which is super cool. <laughs> and I love meeting people who were involved with like the ARG community when I was just getting into it. Uh if you're a for- if you're a former unfiction user definitely get in touch I would be super interested to talk to you cuz I mostly lurked and just like read stuff and didn't post a whole lot
0: i was always always much more involved in ARGs just in sitting in the chat rooms reading everyone else doing the work yeah. and hanging out with people. So it's been really fun kind of recreating that in our own email inbox.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, and we did get one listener question that I think we are going to talk about at the top of the episode.
0: Uh, we had Bazinganator uh, reached out to us on Twitter. Uh, thanks for the question, Bazinganator. And said, was there ever an ARG where you thought, wait, is this real? Like, second guessing yourself. Do you have anything like that, Marn?
1: Um... No, because I tended to get most of my ARG stuff from websites that were like, "We solve ARGs so it was never it was never an issue for me, really.
0: Gotcha. Um, so I have two actually. Um, uh, I have one that was uh, I-, I don't remember what this ended up becoming or if it ever even got a name um, but this because I don't think it actually was an ARG. Um, but this was—I mentioned it in a previous episode—where people's first reaction was to go to the ad company and try to oh, get answers yeah. from them. Um, that was there was some game on some website, and the website was something very weird. It was like um, I want to say it was in in Russian and had um, some letters or er, letters and numbers in the URL. It wasn't just a regular oh. website. I might know what you're. Do you know talk- what I'm talking yeah, about? Yeah,
1: I I might know what you're talking about.
0: I feel like you told me about it, and it was. Are you
1: are you talking about uh, Junco Junsui, or, or am I thinking of something different?
0: I have no idea. Um,
1: okay, because Junco Junsui was the one where the GMs like doxed people who were playing it. <laughs> oh
0: shit! Uh, no, I don't think that was the one that I'm talking about. I don't think that ours was ever actually a game. I think it was just a couple people. That found a weird website and were like, this is clearly a trailhead for an ARG and it didn't go anywhere. Um, Which is what led to people saying, hey, we should contact the ad group that put this thing together. Um, The other thing that I've looked at and thought, is this actually an ARG? Is something that we have talked about for the past two recordings and it's been cut both times because it happened before we actually started the show or there was some kind of weird um audio issue that we had to edit around um oh is it, but is it yogurt is, watch it is yogurt um there is a i think i uh my fiance is the one that told me about this uh because her favorite uh frozen yogurt place shut down and um it was called yogurtopia in uh here in michigan and uh they shut down And it went dark for a while, and people didn't know what was up. And then their Instagram changed, um, and they changed it to an Instagram site that was called Why the Whiteout. Uh, If you go to Instagram.com slash Yogurtopia underscore MI for Michigan, you'll see um, it says Why the Whiteout. Uh, Their location is like, goodbye, everyone, and something doesn't feel right. And then if you go um, to their uh, their page in their URL, sorry, I'm getting notes from my executive producer in the background. They also put signs up in their windows that said uh, to go to this site. So it's been a real multimedia experience.
1: Yeah, I I followed their Instagram after you told me about it.
0: Their Instagram account led me to uh, a website called whythewhiteout.com that shows a gif of frozen yogurt melting doesn't have a lot to it uh but this got really weird uh their instagram started responding to people's comments uh using binary and they had a lot of um just pictures you said you follow them can you describe some of them
1: yeah, uh, so their Instagram account is private, but I requested it when you told me about this last week, so I've been following it, and I <laughs> forgot that I was following them, so, like, a bunch of random pictures started showing up on my feed, and I was like, wait, what is this? <laughs> so, one of the posts is just a video of Fruit Loops, of just, like, someone pouring Fruit Loops out onto, like, a white surface. One of them is just static with some, like, music underneath, and the caption just says, Listen.
0: <laughs>
1: uh, one is, like, a, a picture of, like, an old-timey, like, ice cream shop, and the and the uh, caption says, When. One is just some, like, red glitter? Yeah.
0: So, and then in addition to that, they've started, um, they just commented... responded to things using binary uh in their the comments on their posts it seems like some kind of arg that looks like it's starting but it also is advertising a tiny yogurt shop in michigan so i I don't know where exactly that would go from if you look at the bottom of their website uh it shows uh there's a a company that bought this um this area called a four or a four concepts um, that's on their site. Uh, if you go to that page, the illusion's kind of broken, because you can see, like, they're a shop that owns places nearby, including Yogurtopia and a place coming soon called White Gold, which it seems like this place is being replaced with. Oh, yeah, there's a, uh, there's a picture on their site. Marn, if you can see this one, there is a photo with a guy, um, standing at a, uh, an old-timey phone. Do you see that one?
1: Uh... Maybe. Oh yeah, on the Instagram? Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's holding a a typewriter. Yes. If you flip that upside down and look at the keys that have letters on them in the typewriter, it says white gold is coming. What
1: the fuck? Who goes to this much effort to advertise a frozen yogurt shop? Yeah,
0: so it's very odd because I feel like I've stumbled into a tiny ARG in real life just down the street from me. And it's weird because I already know the conclusion, which is that we're going to get a yogurt shop that reopens (laughs) into, I assume, white gold, which says it is a, quote, retro creamery for big kids coming in 2019. So this has all just been our long sponsorship by A4 Concepts to tell you about this yogurt company coming up. She was (laughs) actually just sad and complaining that her yogurt was gone. And then I looked at the website and said, hold on. They're answering questions in binary. This looks like an ARG. So we were very excited to see that.
1: Uh, so my story of something that people thought was an ARG, but I don't think is, I think it's just like a weird real life thing because someone posted it to the ARG subreddit and I looked at it and I was like, I think this is just like Philadelphia being a weird place to live. Uh, have you heard <laughs> about this? have you have you heard about the the steel furnace letter that was going around philadelphia
0: the steel furnace letter no
1: okay so someone uh in this like certain area of philadelphia uh was putting this letter in people's mailboxes and it's not like a meme on like the philadelphia subreddit but it's a single page document titled abba in all caps like the band and it reads okay This is to inform you that all the food ate since first grade is alive in your body, especially the dead animal remains or meat, since it was cooked alive and is alive in your body. Anywhere it goes now, you must go with it. That's 365 days a year from first grade to now. Breakfast, lunch, dinner. Also, newborn baby received your first grade body or a meal just like the 365 days a year. Breakfast, lunch, dinner. The only way I see for you to save yourself from the every which away of being burned alive that's scheduled is to become a solid steel statue by placing yourself under anesthesia and mixing your body with melted metal, then re-solidifying the metal or seal yourself in cement. When it becomes real to you, you can type it up and have a lot of copies made, then pass them out and post them up. What is needed is a steel furnace where metal can be melted and the bodies of people and animals mixed with the metal to become steel unable to be hurt. Of course, you'll be sedated first. There will be a meeting on April 27th, 2019, 12 o'clock in the afternoon, on the subject of building a steel furnace at 27th and Gerard Avenue on the vacant lot. What we need is a bulldozer to dig some ditches and steel furnace equipment, and then in bold, do attend.
0: Okay. I have heard that letter before. Uh, and I recognize it because it's way too buck wild to not recognize mm-hmm. that letter. But that is not a meme, Marn. That is a serial killer's ramblings.
1: It's just it's like a weird manifesto that this guy was putting into people's mailboxes. Like they have him they have some guy on tape just like putting it in the mailboxes. Like they vaguely know who it was, kind of
0: oh man have you heard about the there was a house that had something similar happen to it where this family moved into oh, yeah. this old historic house yeah, i know what you're people, talking about yeah they started getting letters just like the how you're not worthy of this house this house isn't like is better than you i don't remember the full story but like you know what i'm talking about this is very yeah. reminiscent of that i'll put a story about it in the show notes so that people know what i'm talking about
1: yeah it's called like the watcher i think there's a really good like long read on it if you just google it. yeah
0: the watcher yeah that sounds familiar that sounds right yeah
1: yeah it's super scary it's this guy who like thought that it was like in his bloodline to like be a watcher of the house and like take care of the house and he like sent them a bunch of like threatening letters
0: yeah and they couldn't figure out who it was yeah. like the cops didn't figure out who it was it was like
1: yeah and they, uh, the letters
0: and were they tried clearly to clearly like, coming from someone that could like see their house at like multiple angles at different times a day. Yeah. it's a real creepy and the,
1: the worst part of the story is that like the homeowner organization wouldn't let them like tear down the house or sell it or anything like they have to keep the house
0: yeah they yeah, I, I don't remember the exact legal stuff around it, but it's like, yeah, you're locked in to keeping this house and not renovating it or changing anything, even though this guy is sending you creepy letters in the mail about it.
1: That made me so mad when I read that article.
0: <laughs> People think that they're faking it, too. Like, yeah, that they made it up for their own attention. I don't know why you would do that, but.
1: Oof. So we also got another question on Twitter, uh, yeah. which was is this a
0: happier note. <laughs>
1: Uh, kind of. Uh, which Good. is from Digital Roadmap, uh, Roadmap podcast on Twitter. Uh, I think they are also an immersive game, uh, podcast. So I'm not sure. Uh, okay. Uh, and they said without a Steam tie-in, do you think it would have been a more small-scale curiosity instead of a better-known modern ARG referring to Frog Fractions? Um, and I. I think that I would have been interested to see how this panned out without a Steam tie in because I think without a Steam tie in it would have probably been just as well, maybe not just as popular, but I think in terms of like indie ARGs that it would have uh, been known as kind of bringing back uh, like the wackiness and like sandboxiness of like the early aughts indie ARGs. Um, I think that it definitely would have been more small scale, but I think that, uh, either the same people would have appreciated it or like old, unformed people definitely would have appreciated it.
0: So I'm going to dance around this question a little bit. Um, (laughs) I feel like, so, I mean, I guess the real question is by Steam tie-in, do you mean the like, the initial pitch of, hey, I'm going to release Frog Fractions 2, and it, you're not going to recognize it as Frog Fractions 2, and it's going to be put in a different Steam game. Uh, I don't. Did they know up front that it was going to be in a different Steam game, or did they just know that it wasn't going to be released as Frog Fractions 2? I'm getting a little confused um, on that one.
1: They knew up front because there was a mechanic in place where uh, you could email Jim Crawford and send him a link to a Steam game and say, is this Frog Fractions 2? And if you guessed right, he would have to say yes. Uh, And if you guessed wrong, he would say no, it's not. Um, And there was a Twitter that tweeted, uh, like, I think every time someone made a guess or it it just had like a a backlog of guesses people had made, uh, there was a Twitter called like, is the jig up yet? Uh, That tweeted several times a day, like X game is not Frog Fractions 2. (laughs)
0: okay so i feel like without that element um it would still i mean that ended up becoming like a uh, kind of a meme within the game itself and around the game Um, yeah but i feel like even without steam i mean if you did that again now if if frog fractions 2 kicked off today uh you could do it without steam by going through um other Game buying sites that I'm blanking on the names of right now. Uh, you could do it through um, like the Epic Store, uh, Humble Bundle Store, um, GOG.com. Uh, there's the other one, Itchio. Yeah. Um, there are like even without Steam, I feel like it could still have reached the fever pitch that it did um, if it was done today. Uh, a couple years ago, those didn't have quite as large of followings or understanding, so it probably wouldn't have been as big you know, if you did it then using those. But nowadays, if you were to do it all again, I feel like something like that could work.
1: Yeah, um, and I think even without, like, the branded video game component, you could still make it work. Like, even if you just released the Kickstarter video as, like, an ad for this weird game by this weird brewing company, like, people would still play that. They played This Is My Milwaukee.
0: I feel like you'd get a lot of uh, ARG people to yes, play it. Correct. I don't know. I, I I do agree with the... I guess I I think with the question being asked, I think that you wouldn't have had as big of a mainstream appeal. Yeah. um, And people wouldn't, it it wouldn't be a thing that people came in from outside to do as much if it weren't for um, the Kickstarter being attached to a video game that already existed. And I doubt without um, that kind of connection, I mean, Polygon wouldn't have written about it. Yeah, I agree. Um, And it got that initial like second wave uh, push when all of those glyphs got found in the other Steam games, which I feel like is probably closer to what the question asker is actually asking about. Oh,
1: yeah, I forgot about um, that. Yeah, you wouldn't have been able yeah, to do like, that.
0: Yeah, all of that. Um, You could probably do it on a different platform nowadays, but if you've got a lot of Steam indie developers that can work together to do that, uh, I feel like, you know, Steam is the best way to do it, and you've got um a lot of outlets that are I don't, a weird thing is happening on Steam is a much better headline than, uh hey, some video games are working on an ARG together. Yeah. Somewhat no, <laughs> is my answer.
1: So yes, but a little bit no.
0: <laughs> exactly.
1: Uh That said, let's dive into Frog Fractions 2 Part 2.
0: Alright, so I know that when we left off, uh, I currently have pulled up in front of me, I've got time club. um, I have the- I don't even know what it's called when you put it on the end of a URL, after the slash that says, A wibble-wobble-wibble-wobble wibble, wobble, to and fro, but the one little duck with the feather on his back, he led the others with a quack-quack-quack. Um, I have that URL, ready to go. Uh, Marn, how do I solve this?
1: Uh, well, we're gonna get there.
0: Okay. I've been sitting with this in my inbox for a while. The duck, the duck is haunting me. I just want to know.
1: So, uh, so we we are entering the age of decay. Uh, to catch people up, um, the last thing, the last kind of big thing that happened was, um, the players got a uh, a Mario amiibo that led them to an imager link full of like propaganda posters. Um, and then there was the post-posters era, which was February 2016 to July 2016. Um, this was when I joined the ARG. It was a lot of, um, kind of downtime and just, like, people speculating about, uh, the elements that we hadn't really done much with yet. Like, uh, they wanted to know if there was more in the posters, uh... And what was with that, like, box of quartz that got sent to one of the players? Uh, there were a couple new logins found. Uh, they opened the party lounge, and there was a message hidden in the source code for, like, agent number six that was like, everyone's in danger, blah, blah, blah. And that is where we're gonna pick up. Uh, the. Age of Decay formally begins in July 2016. Uh, The description of it uh, on the Game Detectives Wiki says, This period begins with new lore on a corrupted new login and seems to have provided a lot of information and possible hints of the time. Notably, Justin's streaming activity seems to have become more frequent and TimeTravel.club/client.html was made available and a good deal of Twitter activity from official accounts happened. Client.html, yeah.
0: Ooh, there's a login. Uh, huh. Okay.
1: So we're we're nearing uh the part where the ARG switched hands, uh, which I'm gonna talk about in a little bit. Uh, but so Justin Bortnick uh retweeted a tweet about a raffy song called Joshua Giraffe, and okay. uh, they found a login for the they found that a login for the um time travel club was joshua was username joshua and then password giraffe uh so basically uh the the urls uh like with the weird stuff at the end like the the ducks back one uh were references to Raffy songs uh, and so okay. they eventually got joshua giraffe out of that Uh, and so when you get into Joshua's login, um, the, uh, the login is suffering from the decay. I'll send you a screen cap. Okay. Uh, it's, uh, the, the text is just kind of all over the place and, uh, some of the links don't work. Uh.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, and But there's a, a document library, um, and some of the texts are links that uh, take you to excerpts from fake books.
0: So we've got a couple books or links. We've got The Four Hounds of Sarnath, uh, A History of the Sturgian Empire, Testament of Zagamar, spirit, uh Spiral for- Folklore, uh, Rack and Ruin, The Final Years of the Cellulite Church, And Fundaments of Remembrancy, a primer.
1: Uh, So, uh, Spiral Folklore uh, redirects you to the Wikipedia page for the manga Uzumaki. Of
0: course it did.
1: (laughs) Uh, These books become colloquially known within the ARG, as the Zagmar Library.
0: The Zagmar Library.
1: Because they all sort of center around and feature this character named Zagmar, uh, who becomes a sort of uh, antagonist figure. Um, This is the first encounter of him where he's mentioned by name. We We learn more stuff about him later through emails. Um... They're basically just, um, historical texts that mention him by name and, uh, mention that he caused, like, a a rift between church and empire in this one, like, timeline or dimension, and that he has, like, like an evil church that follows him.
0: Okay. So, Zagmar, Um, bad dude.
1: Yes, bad dude. Um... He, uh, through, so through emails that get received after this, uh, we, the players learn that he has followed some of the resistance members, uh, through a portal back to the resistance while they were on a resource run. Um, okay. and we learn later that he wants to rule over the resistance, uh, and he, is a magic user, but he doesn't know anything about technology, which is kind of the Resistance's thing. Okay. So this is the this is the first mention of Zagmar. Um,
0: Zagmar, all right.
1: Zagmar, I'll
0: keep an ear out.
1: The next thing that happens is the players find uh, a Twitter called Resist Decay, which is uh, the Resistance's official Twitter. Oh,
0: and it's the king with the, yeah. <laughs> the laser eye. Okay, cool. The king of spades.
1: Justin uh, does some live streams and also appears on an episode of Train Hot Dog. Um, reading facts. That's the podcast
0: 19- from last time. Right? Yes, yes. Okay. That's
1: the podcast where Jim Crawford eats hot dogs on trains, uh, right. reading facts from 1901, and some are inaccurate apparently. Uh, and so the next thing that happens is that Zagmar takes control of the Twitter account Um, oh shit and uh, the access level beta page changes from a login page to only a white screen that says help in plain text
0: oh that'd be so creepy
1: and the profile picture of the Twitter changes to this Francis Bacon painting that I'm about to show you that I hate to look at (laughs)
0: dear God. Oh, I was about to say that we'd make this the photo for the episode, but no, I like our listeners. Yeah, no, I like don't do listeners. that. I like both of our listeners too much to do that to them.
1: Yeah, it's, uh, um, oh. it's, uh, the painting, if anyone wants to look it up, is Study After Velasquez's Portrait of Pope Innocent X uh, by Francis Bacon. It is a fucked up painting to look at.
0: I will link this in the show notes, but I don't. anyone should click it okay so this is this is what he wants to do to us huh yeah this is what zagmar has in for us
1: pretty much and uh and so he invades the twitter and uh and the tweets uh change from kind of like logging the the um resistance members being like uh uh-oh uh to him Talking about how, like, his sorcery is going to overcome their strange metal creatures and to burn all of them and open their holding cells. Uh.
0: Fortify this position and wait for reinforcements. They will not contain our fury for long. Bishop, retrieve the explosive metal tube from that corpse. I would examine this weaponry. What is this necromancy? We killed that one before, but he's returned to bedevil the faith again. Okay.
1: Uh, and and so uh, the resistance Twitter also says intruders are re- receiving assistance from prisoner JC one hundred and one B, who is Jim Crawford, the one that was detained way back in the beginning.
0: Is that whose lovely picture I'm seeing with the tweet that says this prisoner's offered to join our cause in exchange for freedom? Yeah. Okay.
1: So Time Hi, Jim. Pri- So Time Prisoner Jim has rejoined the party but the resistance locks it down and gets it under control and then uh there are some emails in the time club client from like inter agency emails that are like well that was a shit show that happened <laughs> uh and then I think the Gustav uh yeah, the Gustav email got uh, an email, like an unrelated email from Samuel, but then like the PS was like, did you hear about that crazy portal accident down in research? Those clowns almost compromised the entire base.
0: Those clowns in research. Never trust the techs.
1: <laughs> so yeah, that that's the kind of the big thing that kicks off like, oh, the ARG is a thing again.
0: <laughs> Hell yeah.
1: Um, The A patreon patreon is it patreon it's patreon right
0: it's it's patreon what did you just
1: call it don't don't even worry about it i used to hey pronounce it
0: the- <laughs> we're gonna set up a patreon My and if girlfriend. any of you guys want to become patrons feel free to join us My girlfriend. podbean tells us that if two thousand of you donate a dollar each we could make two thousand dollars, which is really good math on Podbean's part. So join our Patreon today.
1: Listen, my girlfriend used to pronounce it Patreon, and then I started pronouncing it Patreon, and I had to unlearn.
0: <laughs> Man, I can't think of. What- I'm gonna figure out how to spell that, and I'm just gonna get us a subdomain, which is Patreon.com. Everyone can just visit Patreon.com and give us their money.
1: It's just the mariachi music. <laughs> And, like, a link to our PayPal? Yeah. <laughs> Give us your credit card number. It's just a Google form where you put in your credit <laughs> card number.
0: It'll just be a Skype number that you call, and I say, great, read that off to me. And uh, what's on the back? What are those three letters? The three numbers? Great. <laughs> and the expiration?
1: Such an epic, gamers. Andrew and Martin are trapped in an ARG, and they need your help. Give them your credit card number and the three digits on the back.
0: There's an ARG idea for you. It'll it'll just a video. A face will pop into a video and just say like, "When the bank <laughs> account balance has reached four seven two three, <laughs> then we'll continue."
1: <laughs> oh. So anyway. Anyway. Um. A Red Page, uh, podcast patron, I'm assuming they mean someone on, uh, Patreon, but it just says patron, so it could just be literally any random person who listens to the podcast, uh, receives a note. They receive a note in the mail with some eyes on it, and the message, the eyes have you on the back. Uh Uh-oh. And around the same time, there's an episode of, uh, Red Page's podcast, where the uh the metadata like when it's downloaded has the message the password is behind your eye, ooh. ooh, uh and then um a terminal becomes active under number six's login and the login details are number six and then the password the eyes have you, um. And then that's how they got to the emails, uh, like the inter-resistance emails, uh, about Zagmar. Justin streams on Twitch and uh drinks a ginger beer that he claims is from Ashby Brewery. Uh, the Ashby Brewery Twitter comes to life again. I think because okay. people were asking them, uh, questions and they were answering. The next thing that happens is uh, in late August, um, they, uh, <laughs> the terminal, um, I think they get like a kind of like a goof login uh, from stuff they were discussing in the Discord and like the iSigil ARG. Uh, They get a goof login that leads them to a page with, like, a, a Sombra skull on it, because I think they were goofing in the Discord about, like, oh, I bet Sombra, the Sombra ARG is part of Frog Fractions 2, too.
0: Okay. That was happening at the same time?
1: Uh, Yeah, this was around the same time the Sombra ARG was happening, and I think uh, okay. there, was, there was a lot of crossover with, like, the Game Detectives people, so it was, like, a cute little, like, goofy Easter gotcha. egg. Gotcha. Um, yeah, we'll and see then, you. <laughs> and then in the, in the skull, um, there's like an executable or something. Um, oh no, just kidding. Uh, not in the skull, uh, under this like goofy, like this goof login that they get. Uh, there is like an executable, I think. Yeah. Um, and... They get these different pages of the. Oh no, it's not executable. Sorry, I thought it was something they had to um download. It's just like pages on the website. Uh, they find pages on the website that are just uh <laughs> Jim Crawford and another game dev. Um. Tasting soup, and that's literally all it is. Like it's not a clue with the ARG. <laughs>
0: just off-topic ramblings?
1: Yeah, it's just it's just videos of them reviewing soups. <laughs> oh,
0: this is incredible. Okay, and this is just them testing soups.
1: Yeah, um, as far as I know, there were like no clues about this. <laughs>
0: Ryan in the comments says, Is soup frog fractions too?
1: Yes, it is. Um so yeah, there there are four of those. Uh we'll I guess we'll link one of them in the um in the show notes. I haven't watched all of them, but they're probably good. I believe that they're good.
0: Yeah, I will definitely link the first one. It's Wolfgang Puck Organic French Onion. I'm very
1: into that. Hmm. Um, and the next big thing that happens is mid-September, uh, Justin does a stream where he discusses a mystery box, uh, and he hints that something is going to happen at, um, IndieCade.
0: Okay, this is a- I feel like the- I know it was like 20 minutes ago in podcast time that we talked about the last IndieCade, but it's- so it's been a year since- the Luigi Amiibo was found.
1: So since this is around the time uh, where the ARG kind of uh, sw- swapped hands, which I'm going to talk about in a second, a lot of the... Uh, well, not a lot, but some of the kind of like hanging threads that are up in the air right now were just like never picked up again or solved. Uh, okay. Presumably some of them That's did That's always have, a bummer. Yeah. I mean, presumably some of them did have solutions or like there was a plan for something to happen with them, but I don't mm. know that. I mean, I I know that probably some of them had solutions or there was like a plan for them to be part of a larger puzzle uh, from what I've been able to puzzle out. Then there's the IndieCade 2016 event. Justin says on his stream uh, that there is a box that's going to be available and it is... Uh, if no one picks it up as Indiecade, uh it will just be gone forever, uh, and it won't be in the ARG anymore. Uh, so I I think uh, a player gets their friend to go, and once again, they have to walk up to him and like say s- the number 17 to get okay. the box. And then, uh, so on October 15th, the box was given out. According to the wiki, there's some confusion about who has the box, um, or if it's the real box. And then on October 24th, uh, the box is opened. And I believe this is when the ARG changed hands. Um, if I'm wrong, someone feel free to write in and correct me. But I I read something uh, from Erica Newman, who... Uh, became the director of the last bit of the ARG that said that she was the one who kind of ended up with the responsibility of the box and that she had the idea to uh, add a couple more things to kind of continue it because she had uh, been sad about kind of like the lack of content in the past couple of months and got the go ahead from Jim and Justin to Kind of um, just to like run like take this box and like run with it,
0: were they planning on this game uh, ending like here
1: yeah, I think I think they were never planning for this game to get as out of control as it did, and past a certain point, they were just sort of uh just running with the hype and trying to keep on top of it. I think the reason it went dormant for like massive amounts of time is that they were working on the ARG, and I think working on, like, finishing Frog Fractions too.
0: Yeah, at some point, you've gotta make the game that this is an yeah. advertisement for. And, yeah, I can't imagine, like, working on this game all day, and then coming home and starting up a fake stream to do the advertising yeah. campaign for the same, like, I can I can definitely see needing to not do this anymore, especially after it's taken off so, and gotten so huge.
1: Yeah, so this is, um, October, and Eric and Newman... Uh, directed the two closing months of the ARG, so yep, this okay. is where she hopped on. Uh, she enlisted um, two puzzle designers, uh, Justin Melvin and Michael uh, Micah Edwards, uh, to write and test her puzzles. Okay. Um, so in that in that thing, the Justin McElroy article that we linked last week. I think that's the one where she's interviewed. Um, there, there are a couple of interviews with her out there that are pretty good.
0: I was say, I don't know if I tweeted the full like post-game interview that they did. Um, I will definitely include that in this in this uh, show notes.
1: Cool. So yeah, so the so the box I think was half uh, like actual Frog Fractions to game stuff, and then she kind of picked up a couple things and like ran with them. Okay. The box has um so at first it is just a wooden box uh that has an unopened baby bottle pop in it
0: in case you get hungry
1: uh it has some fake moss in it and some some like tiny plastic skulls uh a little bit of sand uh like a little maze game like i think the kind where you like tilt the maze and like make the ball go in the hole.
0: Okay, I hate those things.
1: Yeah. Um. And then after a couple weeks, which I think is when the the rest of the ARG was getting written, uh, <laughs> the the user who obtained the box uh shined a UV light on it and found all of this. Um, That's what I was gonna guess. Writing. Um. And so the top of the box has numbers on it and then the sides of the box has a uh, cyrillic like russian cyrillic letters okay the the russian translates to yes no and see okay and then there's a string of numbers uh the skulls also each have a letter on them uh corresponding to the four points of the russian uh compass and then Okay. Uh Justin did a stream where his camera was upside down the whole time and the person with the box uh turned the box upside down and looked on the the like inner lid and found more writing. Okay. The bottom of the box says Zagmar, we know what you are doing and we don't want your help. A the okay. inner lid has a string of numbers and then Russian that says "Ha ha ha! You've been tricked. We are dying from laughter."
0: <laughs> Got him.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and Justin also wrote something in Cyrillic on his stream. Uh, and then we begin the super sigil era, which is when the the super super sigil super like with the like the like the word like the food soup
0: <laughs> oh
1: <laughs> so and this is so
0: sigil like the other steam games, right
1: yeah, so this is when the the sigil uh game becomes relevant uh the the super tasters never quite becomes relevant, I don't think. <laughs> That's just like what they called it because the the soup stuff uh happened around the same time. Okay. I think there was also something to do with soup in the in the sigil ARG.
0: Okay. In the in the i sigil ARG?
1: Oh yeah, okay. Yeah, I know I know what it is. Um they uh so The beginning of this era is, uh, Firewatch, uh, was updated with free roam mode where you could just walk around the park.
0: Oh, right. I, I heard about this. Yes. And they, yeah.
1: Yeah. So they, when they updated this, they added a sigil, um, and then, um, there was a, like a journal in game behind it and... The text, uh, had some letters in it italicized that, uh, that spelled out a link on the Firewatch website, uh, which took them to a page that was just, like, a, um, a bunch of letters, like, just slammed together into an image that they called Letter Soup.
0: Okay, okay so uh, Super Sigil, okay.
1: Yeah, so Super Sigil, um... And so the, the soup tasters uh thing was probably made as, like, a goof on this.
0: Sure. Okay.
1: Um, so they found that, um, and then they figured out that the, all of the sigils, uh, the map pieces, you, uh, if you put the whole map together and you overlay it onto, um, onto the letter soup, it marks out certain letters.
0: Okay. And spells out something?
1: Yeah, it's it circles letters for you. And this is where they get the login for the travel dot club. I think when they initially found it, they um they didn't quite know what to do with it, and then someone else who was also playing the Frog Fractions ARG was like, wait a second um and then that gave them the login that uh took them to the soup tasters the super tasters videos okay so it came full circle that's how they got like the, <laughs> the goof login
0: okay so is i guess what i'm struggling to understand right now is the isigil arg its own separate arg Or is it like an ARG inside of Frog Fractions 2?
1: So um, when people were originally playing it, they were treating it as its own ARG because they didn't know uh, who had put it together or what was going to be the end result. But so it was it was kind of running in tandem to Frog Fractions And some of the same people from Game Detectives were working on it. But they were treating it like an entirely separate thing. Okay. Um,
0: And it wasn't until they had some, like, soup clues in Frog Fractions 2 and some stuff that, like, pointed in between. that people realized, oh, this is all just within this game that we're already playing. It's like a secret... It's a secret sequel to the game that's a secret sequel to Frog Fractions.
1: Also, the, um... Also, the the Sigil Master, who was, like, contacting people at Waypoint, uh, I think, was talking about characters in the Frog Fractions 2 ARG at some point. Uh, Okay. And so people guessed uh, kind of a couple months before it came out that it was part of Frog Fractions, uh, (laughs) that that, uh, perhaps... It was the same people.
0: <laughs> okay. So you so you take this, you go to to Jim Crawford, you say, Is this Frog Fractions 2? And he goes, Kinda, but not in the way that you think. Yeah. <laughs> okay.
1: Um So yeah, so during this time also, uh Justin tweets that the jig is up and hosts a Twitch stream to quote-unquote answer questions about Frog Fractions 2, and everyone's like, wait, what? We haven't found Frog Fractions 2 yet. (laughs) Uh, And then, so this is November 10th. Uh, He comes into the Frog Fractions Discord later that day and says that he hasn't streamed since October.
0: Oh, shit.
1: Uh, And so there's, like, mysterious time travel, Justin, doing some Twitch streams now. Okay, Uh, a couple days later, they solve the iSigil ARG, they get the Super Tasters videos, uh, the Sigil Master uh, contacts the journalists again, uh, I, basically to confirm that he is a character in Frog Fractions 2 lore, uh, <laughs> and he says that he was the one that planted the sigils and blah blah blah. Okay. Uh, Justin time travel. Justin streams and flashes the eye sigil on his uh, on his stream, also to confirm. Um, the the cipher on the box gets solved, um, which is the the numbers. Uh, the numbers get passed through binary, braille, and the Playfair cipher. Uh before they get what is the to playfair English. cipher uh the playfair cipher is uh it's a diagraph substitution cipher it's one where you like arrange the letters in a grid, okay, yeah, gotcha uh, they get so they get the message go to twitter at at is the jig up yet which is the twitter where mm. they uh
0: that's the one that you were talking about earlier right the yeah is this frog for oh just oh it's so just a bunch of no's okay yeah that's funny. it's
1: it's it's a bunch of no's and then they like goof tweet like this random wikipedia article might be frog fractions too
0: oh frog uh, fractions might be frog fractions too
1: actually and, um, that's the most and- plausible
0: thing i've heard so far
1: And I think people had noticed this account before, but they thought it was, like, a a bot that someone made as a joke, and not, like, part of the ARG.
0: That's what I thought, too, and you mentioned it before. It was a ruse.
1: And then the... So the next tweet uh, that they send out after the box gets solved is a URL in ROT9 that goes to... A uh, a channel called a flesh virtuosi worm, which is an anagram of from Russia with love, Ew. which only has one video, uh, which is a at that point, which is a silent film of uh of Russians discussing time travel, and they have a they have a like a poster that says like to do list, mess with American elections, bring the decay. <laughs>
0: It's like an old-timey, silent video with Piano in the background.
1: And they're watching a YouTube video of seals.
0: <laughs> I just got to them. <laughs> so these are our secret agents working for Zagmar?
1: Well, no, these these are the guys who were like, Zagmar, we know what you're doing, and we don't want your help.
0: So this is a third faction that is against Zagmar, but isn't the time... isn't the Time cops?
1: Yeah, this is this is the decay, basically. Like this is the the organization trying to advance the decay.
0: Okay. I thought Zagmar was the decay. Okay, this is getting weirdly complex.
1: Yeah. So the the channel description of this uh channel has a big like block of characters in it that are base 64 for a PNG of a barcode. Okay. Uh, the barcode links to a paste bin of more base 64, which translates <laughs> to a PNG of a QR code, okay. which is itself base 64 for a data matrix. All right. And then it leads them to a final paste bin containing a large set of coordinates. Okay, And then when you map the coordinates on a map, it draws Cyrillic characters reading, in Russian, don't forget to drink your Ovaltine. (laughs) 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 Which was, um... It's from, uh, Christmas Story. Yeah, but it was also, like, a meme that the iSigil ARG people, uh, picked up while they were playing the iSigil ARG. So, and then, um... Each... Oh, wow. This I'm reading this solution and it makes no sense to me because I don't know anything about, mat- about like, coordinates. Uh, each letter was rendered by a group of coordinates that differed from the starting one by integer amounts, even though they had a long decimal part and were placed on specific pieces on the land. Oh okay 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 I sort of I sort of understand this now that I'm reading it in plain terms so each letter uh on on the message was based on a specific city and then if you write down the names of the cities for those coordinates uh you get a list and then the list said your gym is in danger and then had a like a google short link okay Uh, And it had a data image of Zagmar, uh, and then they opened the file, and uh, they found blocks of strings that said, "'We are aware of the transgressions of those who would bring the decay faster than the natural order would dictate to suit their own vile designs. They must be stopped by any and all means. Follow me, for the one true path is that which inverts the universe and exposes us to our creator.' Do not imprison the keys to your salvation, neither in your mind nor in your reality. Which is like a message from, from Zagmar.
0: Okay. And and this is a game about frogs that teaches you fractions, right?
1: This is yeah, this is okay. still this is still about frogs that teach you fractions. Okay,
0: cool. Just wanted to make sure that we're still on that <laughs> same page. Cool.
1: Cool, cool, cool. Yep, we're we're still there. <laughs> in the YouTube video of the Russians, uh there's another YouTube video channel shown which is denizens of bug mars uh is that the
0: channel that hosts those seals
1: no they point to like another youtube channel later in the video okay uh and it has like a well it has four videos on it when they find it but it it expands to have like a billion videos
0: oh geez okay
1: they are all like songs about bugs Okay. I think they like contracted a bunch of musicians to just like write songs about bugs, or like also the people working on it wrote yeah. themselves. There's bugs eat bread.
0: <laughs> I hear a grumbling
1: in your tumbling. So grab your fork and your spoon. It's getting round to lunchtime.
0: Okay, so this is a nice little ukulele number. A friend bronzes mugs. A fiend bronzes mugs.
1: That sounds like Uh, an anagram. Yeah, it's an anagram of denizens of Bug Mars. Denizens of Uh, Bug Mars, okay. Yeah. So some of them are songs, some of them are just, like, still images. Uh, the one that's called Bug Mars is, like, a Star Wars parody uh, scroll about what's going on on Bug Mars. So so there's four videos up at first, uh, and then they upload one called Dirge Decay. Uh, it's, an, it's, like, an ambient kind of electro song that has a bunch of clicks in it. Uh, okay. And the players eventually realize uh, that the clicks are a clue. Um, They okay. have to, like, change the description of the video to say, like, click, 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 click. <laughs> <laughs>
0: were people not trying to, yeah. to, to solve them? See, I would have thought that they were, like, uh, I don't know, probably not... Um... Morse code but that'd be where I start and then get proven wrong and then probably forget about it. So yeah, I can't really blame them.
1: Yeah, they they're binary actually. Uh the oh. left sh- the clicks in the left channel of your headphones are ones and the right channels are zeros.
0: That's really cool. Okay. Uh
1: they translate to uh we are beyond help but your timeline's Jim is not safe. Save him.
0: Okay. Our timelines, Jim is not safe. Well, he's the time prisoner.
1: Also, prior to this, there's like a a cute, like Thanksgiving uh, puzzle. They uh, the YouTube video uploads a music track that leads you, that leads them to a little paste bin. uh, That is a it's a program that when you put it into. Uh, That, oh, when you run it, it just says, what's the sound of infinite turkeys? Gobble, 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 gobble. And then it loops gobble, gobble, gobble gobble," forever. (laughs) And then after they solved it, uh, the Resist Decay Twitter tweets something that says, like, Operation Gobble Drop Successful. (laughs) Uh, The fourth music track gets uploaded... Uh, it's Sophia, the space traveling Argentine horned frog. Okay, I, I don't think there's a puzzle. I think it's just a song. <laughs> <laughs> some, some gotta, of them,
0: yeah. You gotta give people a little bit, of, a little bit of relaxation. Some to look at, some to to hear.
1: Another video goes up. Um, it. So these are so all of these are are listed as like artifacts of bug mars I guess uh and all of the videos and they have some of them have kind of like false info in the um in the YouTube descriptions like they'll be like medium pastel on paper location like on loan from the Union Aerospace Corporation <laughs> okay uh so, the first one with that information goes up next, and it has the call number to a book about entomology in the description. Um, okay. A couple other ones, like, that go up, uh, and they go... Oh, so before that... um. Five, so, five videos with the book call numbers go up. Um okay. And then they... And then the YouTube channel uploads a weird video uh, that says "closed for repairs. Uh, it resembles, like, one of the, like, YouTube, like, sorry, this video isn't available things, but it has a playlist on it. Okay. Um... And like, a, and like
0: a music playlist?
1: Yeah, it's it has like a playlist just like written out. Oh, okay. Anything good? Uh Ben folds is on there. Okay. <laughs> and the and it has like a a weird uh a weird encoded uh phrase at the top. Um so they uh the players realize that every song on the uh on the playlist mentions a number in it. Uh, one, of okay. them, one of them, I think the one that tripped them up was uh, Du Hast by Ramstein because they didn't realize that nine meant like the number nine. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, yeah. If the guy's yelling no, then yeah, that works. Nine.
1: <laughs> uh, and then they, they take like the string of letters. And they use the string of numbers to tell them, uh, like, what ROT each individual letter is in. Oh, shit. And they get the username of a popular YouTuber. I don't know how popular he really is. He's, like, a Let's Player. Okay. Um, who uploaded a video at the same time that this one went up, which was a Let's Play of Resident Evil 7. And they find that by speeding up and amplifying the sound of the video, uh, they can hear audio from Frog Fractions 1. (laughs) Uh, And then they find some coordinates hidden in the video. Okay. And they end up being coordinates for a library at the University of Tennessee. Okay. And... All of the books referenced in the YouTube videos are in that library, and they are all on the same shelf. Even okay. So, uh, one of the game detectives goes to the library.
0: Do do these books belong on the same shelf?
1: Yeah, they're they're all entomology books. They're all about bugs.
0: Okay, so this guy didn't just like harass no. a librarian for a couple no. days. Okay. She didn't just come back every night and be like, why are these still here? Who keeps moving these? Check them out.
1: Honestly, if it was in the entomology section, I don't know that a librarian would have even noticed. <laughs> I don't know how many people are checking out bug books at the University of Tennessee.
0: I will, I'll take your word as a library professional.
1: So a game detective goes to the library and finds that shelf and finds that all of those books have... Uh, identical strips of, like, sparkly cardboard, uh, that have a code on them, which links to a paste bin, uh, that is a message from a time traveler. Surprise, surprise.
0: Oh, what do you know?
1: Uh... And the and the thing is called A Note Forever Voyaging, and the text says, However you made it here, it must have been an astounding feat. I'll be brief. I cannot post anything obvious here. A certain level of obfuscation is required. A box was stolen from us. Or, depending on your perspective, many boxes at many times. There was a password associated with this box. Email it to me through a secure channel. You may have been searching for something, something beyond the reward of the journey itself. Or not. I obviously can't know your motivations. (laughs) So to refresh, the narrative at this point is that uh, the Indicade box was meant to go to these time travelers, the Resistance. But the Russian time travelers who support advancing the decay got a hold of it first, vandalized it. And then it was passed on to the players.
0: <laughs> okay. So now, and that, that sorry, the name of that note is A Note Forever Voyaging.
1: Yeah, it's A Note Forever Voyaging.
0: That's a reference to a game, right? A Mind Forever Voyaging?
1: Uh, Yeah, I think it's also a reference to the Obama Shaving Simulator uh, link, which is A Beard Forever Voyaging. That's
0: where I'm recognizing it from. That's why it sounded familiar. Yeah. Okay, that a little sad to me that i recognized it because i remembered that url more than it was because (laughs) of the uh the game itself but yeah okay
1: so uh one of the uh game detectives emails the number 17 to the email address attached to that paste bin because they give them an email address uh and they get a uh email back in french uh that translates to they, too, were traveling in time and more easily, and now they were there and offered to accept him among them, but his request was different. Rather than the pacified future, he demanded that the world should be restored to him from his childhood. Oh, shit. Uh, and it's it's a script from, like, a French movie. Um, okay. And so pretty much everyone who, uh, re- res- who responds or, like, sends an email... Gets like kind of random phrases in French. Um, okay. At one point, someone asks if they uh, can speak English, and they reply like, "Yes, I do English pro one hundred percent." And then finally, everyone gets the same email that says, uh, "We will move forward without the Swedish diplomat if necessary," because the, they they've implied that they were waiting on someone.
0: Okay, the um, Swedish diplomat.
1: Yeah. Uh, Do not feel the need to respond to this. I will be traveling among timelines and will leave the instructions in a timed autoresponder. Your questions tell me that you have not ascertained my identity and that you are fast and loose with information in what might be an insecure channel, accusing me of being (laughs) the enemy, asking for my favorite soup. It is perplexing (laughs) to me that I must depend on you, you overly familiar cussing security (laughs) breaching louts to save our timelines, including your own. Are you really the (laughs) same humans who made it all the way to my note? Uh, Don't answer. Sometimes we must drink white wine with roast, for it is all that is available.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Fuck you guys for playing. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's great.
1: They get a SoundCloud link this is while um this is while the uh the French emails are going on uh the players get a soundcloud link that uh gives them a time and location um oh yeah, so that is the jig up yet twitter uh tweets this uh and it's encoded with a visionaire cipher uh using letters from the Ashby website as a key okay. um and it becomes a soundcloud link the there's a puzzle in the track and I'm gonna see if I can find what the puzzle is maybe it's not on here I'm gonna assume that it was like binary or something
0: (laughs) okay That, that checks out
1: yeah you know um uh the puzzle which was probably like morse code or binary uh gives them a time and a location uh December tenth at uh the location from the Ashby website, which is just like a grocery store and not the Ashby Brewery,
0: right? As we covered last
1: time, uh, the SoundCloud becomes to belongs to a user (laughs) Caster Griffin. Caster Griffin is an anagram for Frog Fractions, and then there's a little tiny puzzle. Uh, That alludes to the fact that there are new people on ARG development, which is just kind of like a little winking thing being like, hey, we're here now.
0: Yeah, we traded hands.
1: And then they get the moving forward email. Then they get a new email a couple days late. Yeah, like one day later from the French time traveler that says... I have been tracking the thieves who stole my belongings. These people are trying to aid the enemy and bring the decay. We cannot allow this to happen. I found this file, and I believe it will lead us to them, or at least to something they took from me. I cannot understand this file without some alternate reading that I can count on to make sense. I'm a very basic person, no ability to look and say what is happening here. (laughs) I'll need to ask for your assistance, because nothing here adds up. Whatever you find, be sure to email back to me. This channel is secure, I believe, at least for now. I will return to this timeline soon, in your relative understanding.
0: <laughs> I love time travel yeah. jokes.
1: Uh, so they get a image, um, and when they open it... I think when they open it as a, um, as a text document, they find some weird text inserted. Uh, there's a thing that says beginning of message and then it has a bunch of weird text uh they turn the text into numbers using a equals 1 b equals 2 um and then they get a big string of like ones and zeros and twos and then they decode it to binary via uh the look and say technique
0: look and say
1: yeah have you done a look and say code before? They're kind of cool. Uh, it took me a while reading this the first time to understand what they were, but I like them. <laughs> so it's a it's a sequence of integers, but uh, whatever the number comes before uh, a, a number, uh, you read it as so. So one is read as one one or two or like written as eleven, and then. One and then one one is read off as two ones and would be written as twenty one.
0: So if I if I see the number ten, I write it as zero because it's saying one zero. Yes. But if I see the number twenty, I write it out as zero zero because it's two zeros.
1: Correct. Yep.
0: Okay, I'm getting that. Okay, cool. Yeah, that's I've never heard of that, but that's kind of cool.
1: Yeah, it is cool. Uh, and they there were some of those, I think, in the uh in in the um the metadata for like the, the Bug Mars YouTube videos or something that kind of like prepared them for it. Um that just like spelled butts, I think. Or <laughs> they like decoded to binary that spelled butts. Uh so they converted the binary and got a Twitter account. Uh, the Twitter account is for a room escape game uh place in Portland, Oregon. Which is it's like a real room escape place. It's called Sixty Minutes Two. A
0: real escape room?
1: Yeah, it's a it's a it's a legit like escape room place. Um one of our listeners uh works there or used to work there, I forget which. But she uh she emailed us oh
0: yeah friend of the okay i know who yeah. you're talking about okay
1: yeah a friend of the show emailed us saying that she worked there at the time that this was going on which is very cool
0: so this place they they sent a link to this real yeah uh, so they escape get room they get place. they
1: get a link to this real uh escape rooms twitter uh and they notice that they have a room called spark of resistance which is about missing agents and it starts with a developer being kidnapped by time travelers.
0: Oh, shit. Uh,
1: and they find out that the like messed up photo that they got in the email is was a messed up version of a photo on the website. Or a photo oh, taken out okay. of the so, room.
0: So I need to update my description then. Because when I tell people what an ARG is, I say that it's like an escape room online. And now I need to say that it's like an escape room that's online and sometimes it just turns into a regular escape room.
1: Yeah, sometimes it does. Uh, and so with the with the Twitter account, they get an instruction, which is chirp, fre- chirp French butts at 60 Minutes 2, which is the Twitter. Uh, so people just send them tweets that say French butts. Uh, and one of those people say, gets a private message from the Twitter that says, hello, will you or a representative be in Portland, Oregon in the next few days? That is you and up to seven other people. Uh, and basically, the escape room people say that they are going to arrange, like, a special free uh, escape room session outside of their regular hours. Holy
0: shit. For
1: okay. the Frog Fractions 2 players.
0: Okay. And this is what the friend of the show was telling us that yeah. they helped with. Yes. Okay, cool. Um, cool, cool, cool.
1: And they get... I'm
0: very jealous right now.
1: I know. So they email uh, the French time traveler back uh, with all of this information. Um, and they get a email back that says, Be very careful in your next steps. This is very bad news. They have taken my belongings to the land of stable portals, which is Portland. <laughs> this is a oh, very dangerous yeah, okay. place. <sighs> <sighs> <laughs> One in which you can be trapped, potentially forever. The emo goes on to say, It is difficult to open a portal. It requires heavy clockwork, weirding machines, and the like. Our scientists were able to do it, and we discovered how dangerous it can be to open portals at random. We okay. were forced underground to fight for our very existence. Viva la resistance... Uh, They say they don't know who stole their technology, um, but they know that if the players go to Portland, uh, they will be in a place of merged timelines and collapsed futures. Uh, The time teller says, in my timeline, two of us are dead. Uh, In the merged future, you may have a chance to save one of us, but it may be confusing. We may speak another language or be of different ages. It is difficult to know what set of collapsed timelines you see. I have traveled broadly, and I can tell you that some futures are quite strange. But please, if you see two or four, send my sincerest regards. I will be out of contact for your foreseeable future. I am on the trail of a man named Jim. His work is the undoing of us all. (laughs) Him. Uh, so the a group goes uh, to the escape room, uh, and they do a special session where they help a double agent uh, escape like a, a Russian country, and they receive a key with a frog keychain, and also a piece of paper that has the number one uh, password on it, which uh, slightly confirms that the person they've been emailing is probably number one. Okay, cool. Yeah. Um and then uh is December tenth, which is the uh the Berkeley Bowl grocery store event. They uh a group goes to that grocery store, which is where the Ashby Brewery is supposed to be, uh, and they meet up with a man in a bee costume. <laughs> okay. Uh who introduces himself as a bees business analyst <laughs> Okay. Uh he tells them that an another time traveler, uh basically they just missed him. He dropped off uh, a a bucket and disappeared. And so they're given this uh this bucket that's closed off with uh with beeswax and like sparkly duct tape. Okay. Uh The lid has an imager link uh, that goes to a picture of a, a worksheet called Where Does the Time Go? And inside of it is a wooden clothespin and a basket that has a diagram, a small plastic bag, a cardboard Santa hat, and some other random stuff and a, a printed out version of the, the worksheet at the imager link. The, the worksheet uh, has, so it, it actually, I'm just going to link it to you. I forgot that I could do that. Okay. Uh, it has like two columns of words uh, and then some like random X's and timestamps placed around. They thought that it was supposed to be crossword puzzles but they discovered that the clues on the left and right can be combined to make city names. And then when you connect them with a line, it will go through a timestamp. There were two pairs of words that fell out of the scheme and didn't have times, uh, which pointed them to the Marion Koshland Library at UC Berkeley. It. Pointed them to a specific book at this specific library. And then on the same day as the escape room stuff happened, uh, someone went to the library and found a letter from a time traveler. Um. So the way they got the call number for the book was they used the timestamps as a flag code for the positions of the clock arrows, and then they got a code from that for, like, the flag code, and then it turned into a call number for the book that they needed. Okay. Um, so then they find a letter from Ashby in the book. Uh, and oh, it like describes- the guy Ashby? Yeah, like the, the guy Ashby. Oh, uh, shit. And and it describes, like, all of the backstory of, like, the resistance and everything. It's, like, a really long letter. Oh, it, like, shit. It, it, it,
0: yeah, this is long. Yeah.
1: It describes him, like, growing up together with Gustav Klimt and, like, getting access to time travel from, like, the Tunisians and <laughs> traveling through, okay. like, different times and dimensions.
0: Okay. And this is in a Mark Twain book? Or it's- yeah,
1: it's... No it's in a it's in some like herpetological herpetological book,
0: oh, but on a page that references a Mark Twain book called The Jumping Frog okay, yeah, cool uh
1: so so the big like lore takeaways from this is that Ashby and Gustav were very close friends. uh, there was kind of like a a rift between them because Ashby went to travel the future, and Gustav went to travel the past um, and okay. they haven't really seen each other since um and uh and time travel um causes the decay at least according to Ashby, and that in order to stop the decay, uh you have to stop using like the portals and time traveling gotcha. It's very cool. It's a really cool bit of uh, world building. I'll probably put a link to it in the show notes. Yeah, we will
0: definitely um, include this, and I will give this a read later. But I feel like this would take me longer than it's going to take to record the rest of this episode. Yeah, it's
1: it's very good. Um, my favorite part is uh, where he talks about traveling to the future. Um. Well first of all he talks about frog fractions like it's real in the continuity of this game. He's like, yeah, that's a that's a planet that we went to.
0: To Bugmars or
1: yeah, or like he says that like Gustav came up with the idea of uh this like planet of insects with frogs on it.
0: <laughs> okay.
1: <laughs> uh but my my favorite part which is like weirdly poignant is the paragraph that says The future turned out to be a bleaker existence than one might imagine. There is no joy in seeing cities that once housed your schoolmates ground to rubble through the relentless action of time. No pleasant feeling in seeing your family home decrepit, ruined and eventually forgotten, as all things are, and must necessarily be. The curiosity you sate by discovering the fates of the people and things most beloved to you is like lightning, flashed away into the mass of loneliness experienced without them. I sat in front of my childhood home. I said, I give your eulogy house, and I will represent humanity, and you will represent the civilization so vast that my heart cannot comprehend their loss. I sat there weeping and resolved to find my friend. Gustav had made the wiser choice, traveling back to see the world when it was vibrant. He must have had a chance to learn from the masters, to grow also, and mature in a way that was denied to my young self. I took my opportunities and threw them to the cruel winds on which sailed the decay Jesus, I know right
0: that's incredible. I need lot. to go back and read this note.
1: It's a lot. it's really well written.
0: I wasn't expecting to feel sad talking about an a r g This is really cool.
1: <laughs> it's very cool. um, so yeah props to the props of the a r g team that uh that kind of picked up these last couple of months and we're like, we're gonna we're gonna make something cool. We're gonna we're gonna put some advanced lore in here. Yeah,
0: it's it's really nice to hear about a game that didn't go out with a whimper.
1: Yeah. The letter has a code in the top right corner that turns out to be a tiny URL link uh that leads to a Google Drive called Soup Recipes. Of course uh, it is. Which leads to <laughs> Which leads to zip files for, uh, little three D models that you can three D print, and they uh, they turn into a little like commemorative uh trophy for the ARG that has like a frog and a two and a lily pad on it, and the bottom of the lily pad is a, uh, is the has the sigil from the sigil ARG.
0: Oh, that's so cool, and it's a three D printable thing. So like. Anyone can do it if they have the thing. That's so cool.
1: So the next thing they find... So they have this key from the escape room and they don't know what to use it in. Um, Oh, yeah,
0: that's not the end, is it? There's more stuff to do. Sorry, you were like, trophy. And I was like, great, we're done. But Frog Fractions hasn't been found yet.
1: (laughs) We're so close. We're so close. Uh, So the next thing they find is uh, they find a new link on an old page on TwinBread. Uh, oh, and, shit.
0: We're back here.
1: Yeah, we're back to TwinBread. Uh, and they find a link to a zip archive of a Unity game, uh, which is kind of a, a goof on... You know the game Her Story?
0: Uh, Yeah, the one where it's like an interrogation and you compile the videos? Yeah. Yeah.
1: So there's a link to kind of a, a parody of that called Unboxing Story, uh, <laughs> where you can... Watch uh, videos. I think it's just of like a guy unboxing something. Let me look at okay. the page. I've never, I've never watched it. Yeah, it's a, uh, it's by this guy named Philip Anderson, who I don't know if he's a real person, who uh, films himself unboxing various things for Phil's Cool Stuff Corner. <laughs> uh, and it's not, it's not like games. It's like ironing board cover fasteners, right? Crayons. <laughs> uh so there's there's some weird stuff in there. uh there's like plunger gun, bio bug, <laughs> demon destroyer gun, tube of toothpaste <laughs> uh and then there's a there's a secret video uh that has the completed iSigil uh map in it, and then once you've seen that, you can search for the the password that you got from the iSigil ARG, and it brings you to a maze inside of the game. Uh, and then you control a little uh, character that you can move through uh, like sigil mazes, uh, and you and, have like 20 moves to get through each maze. And this
0: is all through the uh, In That Unboxing Story game?
1: Yeah, it like it. It's like a Frog Fractions two thing where you, you like input the right stuff and it takes you to a completely different game. Okay, cool. Uh, and then when they beat it, they were given a secret video for like a Fractions organization that's like, we're here to enumerate and denominate and to raise the party factor to fun,
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> and. It says, like, we have to help Jim, the Resistance is wrong, they brought the Decay by opening the wrong portal, Jim is incidental and perhaps blameless, uh, we've hacked the mailing account of the agent who led you to this, and, uh, we need your physical mailing address, because we're gonna send you something cool and important. Okay. Uh... So send us like the the mailing address of one of you who lives in America. Uh and so they sent them a mailing address uh to like an email address that's in the video. Okay. And one business day after sending the address. <laughs> Jesus. Uh they the person who sent it gets a box that says, that is just, um, it's six, like, bags full of air, like how Amazon okay, do.
0: Okay, yeah. I used to and, ship boxes to Amazon, so I know exactly how Amazon do.
1: Yeah. And they get this, the Frog Fractions 2 launch box. Oh, shit. Uh, which is...
0: Oh, which shit. is uh,
1: a little mechanical box that has a big red button and a slot for a key. Uh, and so they're like, oh, this is the key. This is what we're supposed to use the key in. Uh, and the return address is marked as the resistance <laughs> on the box. Uh, so the escape room people mail their key to the person with the box. Uh, and he records a video of himself sticking the key in the thing and and pushing the thing, and we can link the video in the show notes. Yeah, it's like absolutely. A video. So when you when you put the key in, it revs like you're revving the engine of a car, and then when you hit the button, it says "launch sequence initiated." <laughs> uh, and so after this video goes up, uh, the Russian YouTube channel posts a video that uh that the title translates to so we partied hard and then the description is thanks everyone it was very awesome and then the the denizen of bug mars facebook page which they found super late in the game i think just like no one thought to check facebook for anything (laughs) uh but it was it was just like a facebook page that mirrored the videos pretty much um they updated and they said uh what you want already exists and it's just a question of finding it somewhere out there and they're like oh okay so we did so we launched frog fractions too
0: so it's officially launched now we just have to find it
1: yeah uh so this is christmas this is happening over christmas i think the okay. the i think the key was uh turned and everything on the 24th okay uh
0: and i remember you saying in uh the last episode that you remembered this happening like on christmas so like it took them how long did it take them
1: uh it took them a day i think to find it uh because on the 26th uh people noticed that a game on Steam received like an enormous update the exact <laughs> moment that like that video went online.
0: Okay. And the update notes yeah. had a to, bunch uh, of
1: like ARG related phrases. It said, Chris's update. We just released a new update for the festive season. Hope you enjoy it. Game balance tweaks. Increase the time before logs decay. Increase the fraction of chests that contain sparkles. Okay. Addressed a lag on button presses.
0: <laughs> okay. Uh, so and yeah, if your game updates with a game-sized update, I, I got a hunch of what that yeah. might be. Uh, so the
1: game the game is called Glitter Mitten Grove. Uh, if anyone was wondering and didn't go look it up for themselves after the last time, <laughs> uh, it is ostensibly a. I think it's like a uh like a resource management sim where you play as f- fairies. Yeah, okay. uh it's uh, all of the uh all of the top comments are like this game is actually Frog Fractions 2. I want my money back. <laughs> like, half of, half of the comments are that and then half of the comments are like guys how do I beat Frog Fractions 2? <laughs> <laughs> so how long
0: okay i'm on their steam page now this game released on december 13th of 2016 so that's, yes is that a year before
1: yep uh, uh,
0: or did that go up no, that it, day
1: it's, no it's it's like a week before
0: okay oh sorry december 13th i was thinking the 23rd okay um i just can't read Okay, so this is published um, by Adult Swim Games, so this is, like, this is an yeah, actual I game.
1: Think, I think the story behind it is that, like, Jim knew the people who programmed it and, like, asked uh, to piggyback it or something. Uh, I, I remember reading about it at the time. But, yeah, when it first went up, uh, I think a couple of people mentioned it in the Discord and was like, "Hey, this might be something." And everyone was like, "Eh, probably not." Uh they emailed Jim or one of the one of the Kickstarter backers emailed Jim who confirmed it and gave them the key, like the Steam key. Okay. Uh and then when it was revealed in the in the Discord, uh he asked everyone to keep it a secret. Okay. Uh but then like a couple hours later it got out on like Kotaku and Polygon, uh, and the jig was considered up.
0: <laughs> the jig is officially um, then, up. <laughs>
1: yeah, and then all the Kickstarter backers got their keys. Uh there was like a little QA uh in the Discord channel.
0: Cool. Did they get a key to glitter mitten Glitter Mitten Groves, or did they get a key yes. specifically for frog fractions? Uh
1: no, they got a key into Uh, glitter mitten grove
0: okay and then Um, if you like i I don't I, i know about this part this is that you find it like if you look in the steam folder after you download the game it'll have among all the executable files and like game stuff in there there's just frog fractions too as its own separate folder within the game
1: yeah, I think there's a way to actually access it inside Glitterment Grove, but I don't remember. Oh, I remember really? watching someone live stream it though. Yeah. Cool. Um no, it doesn't say. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so the um so the actual Frog Fractions 2 is a is presented as like a text-based adventure game, like all of the graphics are assy text and you move throughout it. Uh, and there are mini games Uh, the Obama shaving simulator is in there Okay. there's like a there's a simulated like multiplayer battle arena game
0: Uh, (laughs) hold on there's there's a battle royale game inside Frog Fractions 2
1: yeah (laughs) yeah there is Frog Fractions 2 was doing battle royale before battle royale was cool not
0: even Frog Fractions 2 is safe everything I thought Tetris was the weirdest game that had a battle royale mode but Nope.
1: And there's a text adventure, uh, set within the Divine Comedy.
0: <laughs> okay.
1: Yeah, it's, it's a lot. Um, so, oh yeah, so apparently Adult Swim Games, uh, gave Jim Crawford, uh, extra funding to finish Frog Fractions 2, and the, and, uh, Glitter and Grove was developed by his friend. Okay. Um, and I read in an interview with Jim Crawford that originally the the narratives were going to kind of tie together and uh, the characters in Glittermint and Grove were going to show up in Frog Fractions too, but kind of the only remaining part of that is uh, the narrator still shows up and like narrates the uh, minigames. games.
0: Okay. So it it was going to be kind of a unified thing, but it kind of fell yeah. apart?
1: Yeah. Okay. So also about the end of the ARG, Erica Newman has said that they kind of seeded clues that um, activating the box uh, releases the decay. Oh,
0: uh, shit.
1: And, but she didn't have a backup plan if they had destroyed the launch box because she was pretty confident that uh they would uh release the game no matter what
0: yeah like if you're putting out yeah i guess if you're putting out clues like hey pushing this button will be a bad thing like there's a chance that your players just don't hit it that's really funny huh yeah i don't know i don't think i could participate in a frog fractions 2 arg and then not release frog fractions 2 at the end if it was up to me
1: Another cool thing about Frog Corrections 2 is that you can if you have a saved game from Mass Effect 2, you can import your Mass Effect save. What? Yeah. Uh I, I actually was talking about this with a friend because apparently that's like fairly well known. Uh because I brought up Frog Corrections 2 and they were like, oh yeah, you can uh you can import your Mass Effect save into into Frog Corrections 2. <laughs>
0: Does it do anything?
1: Uh Wikipedia informs me that Jim Crawford has said it is part of a larger puzzle. <laughs>
0: of course he did. I assume no one has solved it yet. I assume it's not there.
1: <laughs> yeah, there's a there's a polygon article that says Frog Fractions 2 wants you to import your Mass Effect 2 save file into the game.
0: Oh my god, that's incredible.
1: Yeah apparently it it's like it takes you to a goof where like it refers to you as commander shepherd but uh <laughs> you no one cursed has me figured out no one has figured out if it actually impacts the rest of the game <laughs>
0: <laughs> you cursed me because now i need to go back and play mass effect 2 but in order to do that i have to play mass effect 1 and then i have to do this so i'm gonna do that instead of doing our podcast next week just so you know
1: Uh, the, there's a text adventure set inside the world of the Divine Comedy, which contains the poem in its entirety, and puts the player in the shoes of a detective who has to travel through each layer of hell to solve a crime.
0: Not even Dante? Just, like, you're a rough-and-tumble PI ready to solve a (laughs) That's great.
1: Yeah, if you, if you, uh, if you sit to, um... If you sit through the credits, it pops up as Frog Fractions 3, and then if you sit through the longer version of the credits, you get a pop-up that says, Are you still watching Frog Fractions 3? Click to continue. (laughs) Um, Yeah, at the bottom of this it says, Update. Developer Jim Crawford told Polygon there is a puzzle players encounter later in the game that uses different Mass Effect 2 save files to complete. Oh my
0: god. See, this is just an example. People put up a Kickstarter, and then they get too much money coming in, and they think they can do anything. Some guy gets a wild (laughs) hair and says, I'm going to make a puzzle that you need to complete Mass Effect 2 eight times in order to do. Is scope creep, is what we call it in the industry. God. That's incredible.
1: Okay, I found an article on how to play Frog Fractions 2. Because I remember people trying to figure it out. There's, like, a bunch of stuff you have to do in Glittermitten Grove to unlock it, I think.
0: Okay, in order to play it in Glittermitten?
1: Yeah. Uh Oh, okay. Uh So, in Glittermitten Grove, if you get a bunch of fireworks and you dig through the ground, you get to a door that has frog fractions to inside of the door.
0: Okay. Okay, cool. And then
1: there's another one. There's another door in the sky, which you have to access by actually playing Glittermitten Grove and, like, growing the trees up high enough for you to reach.
0: This is very cool. I need to play Frog Fractions 2 now. Or I guess Frog Fractions 3, as they're calling it.
1: Yeah. Um, so yeah, so they get that. Um, that officially sort of ends the ARG, um, there have been some rumblings since then. Uh, the Glittermitten Grove uh, got an update in March 2017, uh, and it added: um, if you ha- if you meet certain criteria in the game, uh, you in Frog Fractions get messages about your watch radio uh, emitting static. Um, and then the resistance Twitter tweeted, uh, all field operatives, please note that we are testing our new comm systems. Uh, and then later in April, uh, you, they found more messages, which is, uh, if you're in a certain location, uh, Obama appears asking <laughs> you for more shaving cream. <laughs> Okay. Um but then they got uh a couple other ones that had random letters that decoded to uh URL soon.
0: Oh, URL uh, soon.
1: Yeah. Uh but that was back in March twenty seventeen. Okay. And the official word from Jim Crawford in a game detectives interview that he did a little while ago is that there was something that was being planned, but no one, not enough people caught on to it, so it sort of got backburnered uh, for the time being. Okay. And I actually emailed him asking um, about uh, the backburnered content, because the interview was from November, and I was just like wondering if it was still backburnered, or if they were doing something else. Um, and he emailed me back and said, we are working on a couple things, but maybe not the sort of things you expect and probably not soon.
0: So that's Frog Fractions 4, right?
1: <laughs> um, and uh, Justin emailed me, because I sent him the same thing, uh, and said there were a, f- a few post-release updates and there's still content in active development. Uh things are still chugging along, albeit at a very slow pace. Um okay. I know he is kind of he he's the mod of the Frog Fractions 2 Discord, I think. Um, or he's in there very frequently. Uh he is a mod, at least. Okay. Um and has teased uh that there may be future Frog Fractions developments. Uh one of the studios associated with him and Jim Crawford, I think, uh, are is, is has been teasing like a dating sim game potentially that people think might be a Frog Fractions thing, but we don't know.
0: Okay, I would play a Frog Fractions dating sim.
1: So yeah, that's that's Frog Fractions.
0: <laughs> okay, so it sounds like there might be like DLC coming or something like that.
1: Yeah, um, the speculation in March and April 2017, when the watch radio stuff came out, was that there's going to eventually be DLC.
0: Okay, cool.
1: We did it. We we did Frog Fractions. We solved
0: it. We did it. We solved it. That is Frog Fractions, too. I In
1: under two hours this time.
0: <laughs> uh, just barely. <laughs> well, we still have to review it.
1: Uh-oh. Okay, yeah, so let's talk about a uh, story.
0: Okay, yeah. Uh So, I know that you said this is, like, this is 100% your shit. Like, time travel and weirdness like this.
1: Yes, I'm very into this.
0: Okay, see, I, I just get confused, because there's, like, eight different factions, and three people in each one trying to do all this stuff, and I'm not entirely sure what happened with Zagmar Um, and what happened with Zagmar and all of the decay and um, all of these loose plot threads. I don't know what's going on, but it was a cool ride the entire way. Um, I I really liked this story.
1: Yeah, that's that's basically my take on it. I think a lot of the ideas are very interesting um, and... I like that they made this like big sandboxy world full of like weird lore and different factions. Yeah. Um but I think that a lot was left hanging and some of that is obviously due to um the ARG switching hands and being worked on by so many different people.
0: Yeah, that's true.
1: Uh, I wish that the narrative had been slightly more cohesive towards the end, but I really, really like what they did with like the Ashby letter and like mm-hmm. number one, the French time traveler. Uh, <laughs> yeah,
0: I I I also think that there's a bit of like uh like we got the full like two year long event, right? This is like a two year ARG, something like that.
1: Uh, three,
0: three. Okay, yes,
1: I want to say three.
0: Yeah, like we got a three year ARG in the span of like four hours no, it's altogether.
1: A- yeah, it started in 2014 and then it ended in or it started in March 2014 and then ended in December 2016.
0: Yeah. So like that's about 3 years that we covered in yep. like 4 hours. So yeah. A little confusion is bound to happen. It's on honestly it's the difference between uh I know uh, gearing up for Kingdom Hearts 3. I watched all of the game cutscenes to get ready and like When you play them out over the span of a week, if you're playing the games and like in it, you kind of know what's going on and you can follow the day to day. But when you're trying to jam them all in the course of a day in the span of like three hours per game, it just stuff's going to be lost. And I think that's what happens when you get into a case like this. Um, If this was a story that I was like sitting and chewing on and mellow uh, and thinking about as people are trying to solve puzzles and figure out ciphers or waiting for six months between the next release... Um, I feel like I'd follow this a lot better.
1: Yeah. Um, I think that um the the characters are largely less uh individualized, uh at least through their interactions with the players, than like this is my Milwaukee or some other ARGs where the players have like a central POV character who they are uh talking to and kind of like experiencing the story through. Uh, but I think that the plot has a lot of character either way, and mm-hmm. I really like um I just really like the plot. I think it's super interesting and original,
0: yeah, the closest we get to like a um a character that we follow is Jim Crawford, like yeah, <laughs> and even that it's you know where is he what's he doing now? he's gonna disappear for like eight months like you know, and that eight months is him making the game, but... <laughs>
1: yeah. I mean, the players themselves are kind of the characters. Uh, yeah, that's true, because they, happen...
0: they become the yeah. operatives and stuff.
1: Yeah, it's weird that um, a lot of ARGs don't really center the players as the main character. They're always kind of, like, support to a main character, but this ARG doesn't necessarily do that. Huh. Yeah,
0: I now that you, now that you say that, that... I, yeah, you're right, and that... That's interesting. I think that yeah. that ties into. Well, I think something that I want to cover when we get to the, like reading the puzzles and the gameplay of this one, but like, I think part of that stems from this being designed by game designers. Um,
1: oh, you're so right.
0: I mean, I know that there's like, I don't want to, I don't want to sound like I'm throwing shade on people that design ARGs or anything like that, but when you get people who's... Um, jobs and entire careers are building interactive games that people play Um, like there are just fundamental things that you want to include in a game to include your character and empower them and so when you get that kind of mindset that goes into designing these puzzles I feel like it shows through in the characterization of the player as a as a a player in the game not just as a, a watcher or an interactor
1: yeah, I agree. And I think, like, the the kind of, like, escalating level of weirdness in this game also kind of, like, reflects the escalating level of, like, weirdness and complexity of Frog Fractions. <laughs> yeah, so, like, right? It's, a, it's an ARG that only could have been developed by, like, a very specific person <laughs> needed, or, like, set of people. You
0: needed the Ashby Brewing Company and Game Design Studio. Yeah. They're the only ones that could pull it off.
1: So, um, how would you rate the story of this ARG on, ooh, out of 10 frog fractions?
0: I feel like I'd be giving it an 8 out of 10 frogs. Sorry, 8 tenths. Yeah. 8 tenths of a frog.
1: I would say 8.5 tenths of a frog.
0: <laughs> Marn, this is frog fractions. You can't combine decimals with fractions. Shh.
1: I'm allowed. All right, eight
0: and a half tenths of a frog. Yes. Alright.
1: What are we doing next? Puzzles? Is it puzzles next? Yeah, yeah, let's go puzzles. Uh What what do you think about the puzzles in this ARG?
0: I mean, jumping back to what I was just saying, these are all very uh interestingly designed puzzles. Um a lot of it was stuff that's still kind of follow alongable. Um, that's a word. It's neat how much stuff they incorporated. Because uh, I know that just in the first half of this, we talked about three different websites, two podcasts, um, multiple mini games, um, yeah, a Twitch stream, a fake brewing company, um, a- a- multiple live events, uh, including dead drops and like actual live people playing with audiences, um, all of that stuff. And then today it gets added to with giant um youtube videos and a an extra box and translation puzzle through um through the con that they went to um
1: and they got like a let's player to include like puzzles in a let's play and
0: and not to mention the fact that they worked with multiple other developers on steam to incorporate a second i don't know if you want to call it a second hidden arg but like what got interpreted as its own arg within this arg like When your puzzles are getting complex enough that people think that it's a sequel to your game, like, it's just an entirely different thing rather than being a part of it, you know that you've hit on a very strong puzzle. Um,
1: Yeah. I think also that um, they did a good job with having a lot of the puzzles kind of sound complex in theory, but they're pretty easy to explain how you get from point A to point B
0: yeah like um I know that with this is my Milwaukee that was one of the things that we yeah. uh, kind of dinged it on was just there were a lot of puzzles that and we, we said with the caveat maybe they're just lost a time but there's a lot of puzzles yeah. where we saw the beginning and we saw the solution but we couldn't really figure out a way that it would get there um
1: yeah like with the with like the charts in the in the pamphlet and stuff but i I think with far corrections the the wiki being really good definitely helps but I would say that these puzzles are almost on a level where if you put, like, five people in a room, probably they could work it out. Like, a lot of this, you don't have to be working with a big group to figure out, I don't think.
0: Yeah, I, I, I think that a lot of it, you'll need the, uh, um, like, a lot of ARGs, you need a moment where someone says, Oh, hey, what about this? And I think that having, yeah. like, a group of people with you know, diverse experiences gets you that a lot quicker when you get people to think about and approach things different ways. Um, I know that most people that I've worked with, with the um, the puzzle we just talked about with the, the look and say technique, um, yeah. we would have gotten caught up on that thinking it was binary and wondering why there were twos in it uh, for a while. Um,
1: it's tap code all over again. It's what? It's tap code all over again.
0: Oh my god, I forgot about that. yeah yeah we we would have been stuck on that but we would have been stuck on what we thought it was um but once you have that initial idea there's a lot of stuff where it's like once the idea's in place you're off to the races um you know you like the initial hump is tough but once that initial hump is you're once you're over it you're able to like not coast, but you're able to, like, go and build the momentum from one puzzle to the yeah.
1: next. Yeah. Um, also for those of you who don't know, uh, in the ARG that Andrew and I met doing, um, there was a puzzle where all of us were super convinced that it was, like, a number puzzle, or it was like, hex, and it turned out to be military tap code. Yeah.
0: I forgot and about that we have never one.
1: lived it down.
0: i I've, I've- Honestly, I didn't forget about that. I blocked it from memory. (laughs) (laughs) It's a very good code if someone thinks to do it.
1: Correct. And we were getting, like, hints about tapping and stuff, and we were like, Morse? Is it Morse? Yeah, that
0: was the worst part, because we were like, well, we know this isn't Morse, because it's, like, numbers and... Like, there's no... This isn't beeps and dots. This is... (laughs) There's there's, there's letters or numbers here. Yeah, I... (laughs) it's a good puzzle but i don't regret i regret doing it
1: (laughs) so how many frog fractions would you rate uh the puzzles uh
0: i want to say 10 out of 10 um these puzzles i mean minus the fact that some of them had a, a really long gaps between them they all seemed pretty followable and understandable um and they felt like they felt like puzzles and games not to mention the fact that you know they built games to host a puzzle like it's (laughs) it takes a special kind of person to put the effort in to build a fake um obama shaving simulator just to host a puzzle um things like that
1: yeah, I definitely, I, I also think 10 out of 10, especially for the effort that it took to, like, make all the websites and, like, have the Twitters yeah. and the games and, like, make sure that everything was, like, in its place and it was all, like, working very seamlessly together. That's awesome.
0: Yeah, that and they, they took the time to put out the bigger Luke theory and to popularize that. So that can't be ignored <laughs> <They> either.
1: didn't. <laughs> Could you imagine if they actually did and were just lying about it? <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, Marn, what do you give the puzzles?
1: Uh, yeah, I, I I would also say ten out of ten.
0: This is th- these puzzles make me wish I did the game, and I think that that's the yeah, know, that's the highest honor you can feel about a puzzle, where you go, man, I'm sorry that I missed that. Oh, they yeah, they, I... they built their own escape room too, or they they oh. they at least. I don't know, contract it out to an escape room to do a special thing. like
1: that, Yeah, that's very cool.
0: I, Ma- Martin, when we inevitably launch our own ARG out of this podcast, I'm going to take so much from this game and use it.
1: Yes, we need to make... Well, no, we do have a contact who works at an escape room game.
0: <laughs> we do. Oh, Friend of the show, we're okay. coming for you. How
1: would we rate this on replayability? going along with puzzles
0: so this is where it gets tricky for me um because there are a lot of um puzzles that can still be done especially in the early game um i know that a lot of the stuff from the first episode were things that i um you know i was able to get a decent chunk of the way in on my own um and with time and with people i feel like i would have gotten at least two or three steps beyond that and been able to find some more stuff that stuff all feels really replayable and able to like some of it replayable with a guide or something like that where um but then the stuff today a lot of it is based on physical items that no longer exist or are in someone's house sitting on their yeah. piece um you know there's there's no way to get the amiibos there's no way to get um that box um There's no way to... Today, it felt like we incorporated a lot more Twitter accounts. um, And when those were used, it's... Twitter's such a weird medium because there's an immediacy to it. And there's a way to get clues out almost immediately. And you can almost in real time have conversations as people are solving puzzles. The downside of that is that looking back, um, they don't serve as a very good archive. And so...
1: Oh, yeah, you're right. Like,
0: looking at the... um, the the Zagmar taking over the resistance twitter account um I, I wouldn't have noticed that happened unless i was looking for it um be- yeah it, and part of that is the 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 profile picture wouldn't change for me so i wouldn't see that difference the other half of that is that the tweets are already weird enough that i'm not going to see knowing what i knew it was hard to find where it started and stopped even knowing it today as i was looking through that twitter account
1: yeah, I think um I think a big difference between this and uh this is my Milwaukee is that the like you said the people involved with Frog Fractions are game devs and they put a lot of their work online and they're not like the this is my Milwaukee people, they're not like performance artists or like film students. So they're I feel like more concerned with making sure there is an archive of this stuff and like that this game does have some Replayability aspects to it,
0: mm-hmm.
1: like I feel like that's something they definitely would have had to have been thinking about. Whereas, like the this is my Milwaukee, people were like, "Oh, we put up a funny video that had some like cool interactive elements." Well, bye.
0: But the 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 downside of that is that once it's an archived version you lose the spontaneity of the game. And honestly, as we're looking at these, and as I'm thinking about it, and as I'm talking, honestly, I feel like we are... I I don't know. Replayability is kind of a a weird thing to try and judge something on based on the fact that this is... It's designed to be intangible and designed to be (laughs) a moment. Um, I can play Frog Fractions 2 right now. Um, I could do that when we started the episode. So... The immediate idea of frog fractions two will come out and you won't know what it is is already lost. Um, and that's not a puzzle that comes out in the game. So it's not like there's a if you somehow get through and solve all of this, there's that reward at the end. um, and that's because it's it's an event like that's it's that's the point. Um, but when you build to an event, you lose. Yeah. the ability to have that event the second time, because that's not how events work. Um, I, I don't think that's a bad thing. Um, and I, I think that, I think at the end of the day, our scale is wrong, because no ARG, if an ARG is, if you can replay it, like, it lost something.
1: That's true. We should, I think what we're kind of getting at with replayability is like, how well is it all archived? Like, can we still access this stuff? So... Mm-hmm. We could change it to like endurability, maybe.
0: Yeah, I think it, I actually I think replayability is the best word for it too. That's the problem. Time,
1: timelessness. Um,
0: Timeless. I, I like that.
1: I don't um, know something something that reflects like is this archived enough that you can like read through it and understand the whole story and like go and visit some of the websites without being like can you get from point a to point b and point b being the release of a one time only thing
0: <laughs> right yeah i do think yeah um and with that scale in mind i think this this one's incredible um the game detectives wiki is has done a wonderful job of keeping all of this uh in line um i looked over it a little bit to look at the stuff from last week while i was editing and it is it is incredible how much yeah. time and effort has gone into keeping this all of the YouTube videos are still there. All of the the pages are still there. I don't think that we ran into any dead pages. And as we were going through this, I was able to access a lot of the pages that, we, that you talked about as you were talking about them. Um, this game still exists. Uh, whether that's going to be true in five or ten years, I don't know. But for now, it's... Two years after the release of Frog Fractions Two, everything's still here. And that's really Do I cool. Do you want
1: to say endurance?
0: Endurance. I like that.
1: Okay. How? So so? How would you rate this on endurance? On
0: endurance, I would rate this a ten out of ten.
1: Yeah, me too.
0: This this game's incredible, and it's very cool that it's all still, it's all still here.
1: Yeah, and you can even play Frog Fractions 1 for free online.
0: Yeah, you can play. I I included a link to that in the show notes. I'll do it again uh, in this episode. Um, Frog Fractions is still fun. It's still fun and weird. Uh, And I'm glad that um, the sequel and the ARG about the sequel have kept that.
1: Yeah, I agree. Uh, I'm really really curious and excited to see what those devs uh, go on to do in the future.
0: I'm very curious whether it's, wh- whether it's uh, DLC for Frog Fractions Two or if it's other things, or other ARGs or whatever comes next. I'm 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 ride or die for them now.
1: Hell yeah, uh. So we did questions at the top of the show. Do we want to do recommendations?
0: Uh, sure. Uh, Mar, what do you have to recommend for us this week?
1: Uh, so. Uh, I don't know if it's bad manners to recommend another podcast on my podcast,
0: but (laughs) I don't think so. Uh,
1: a really cool, uh, fiction podcast that I listened to just wrapped their second season. Uh, it's a horror podcast called the white vault. Uh, it's Hmm. about a group of, um, scientists that are sent to a outpost, um, off of, I want to say, Iceland? I'm pretty sure it's Iceland. Uh, And they're from all different countries. There's one who's from, like, Spain. There's a Russian. There's um, a German scientist. Uh, They get sent there to investigate this, like, mysterious signal that's at this science group's outpost and fix whatever is gone wrong. Uh, And... It becomes kind of a weird scenario where they find this vault uh, in their storage shed and it, like, leads to a cave that leads to an underground city and there are monsters. Uh, It kind of has the same vibe as, like, The Thing. Um, The first season is really slow burn. I almost didn't keep going, but I would say stick with it. Uh the first season is kind of light on the horror cuz it lets you kind of settle in with all of the characters and get to know them because it's told like entirely through um like recovered audio logs and notes and stuff that were found in the base. Uh season 2 goes really fast and hard on the horror. <laughs> Basically like shit hits the fan right at the end of season 1 and then never stops hitting the fan in season 2. Okay. It's really good. Uh season 2 just ended and they have a third season coming out, I think in October. I might be wrong about that. Um and I really like it. Uh a really cool thing about it is that all of the actors are the, I think the same nationality as the characters they're portraying. And they, I'm pretty sure, all um, speak the language of, like, the, the native language of the characters they portray. So oh, when cool. they're um, reading notes from that character, they will read it, like, in Spanish or German. And then they overlap it with a translation.
0: Oh, that's really cool.
1: Also, the sound design is like wild and horrifying and i love it so much
0: that that sounds incredible um
1: it's really good you should listen to it
0: what was the name of it again
1: uh the white vault and the i think
0: white the, vault yeah
1: it's and i think all of the episodes are like 20 minutes or less Uh, which is good to binge, but it's a problem when you're listening to it as they come out and something really bad happens at the end of one episode (laughs) and you're like, oh no! (laughs) Yeah, I really like it. Uh, If you like horror, if you like polar bears, if you like The Thing, you should check it out.
0: Okay, sounds cool. Um, That sounds really cool. I will have to check that out. The White Vault. I'm in,
1: yeah, um, and like not a lot of people listen to it, so this is my this is my plea to get more people on board who I can uh <laughs> scream at about it,
0: so I have a confession to make, and that is that I am um a bit of a horror poser, um I love <laughs> the idea and the aesthetic and the design choices that go into horror stuff. I cannot watch it myself. I get too into it and, like, too jumpy. Like, I'm I'm the guy that gets kept up for four nights. Um, so I, like, tend to try and avoid it. Um, I read an article today and retweeted it, but it was called... Um, I can't wait to read the Wikipedia plot synopsis of Midsummer" Because <laughs> um, that's how I experience a lot of horror stuff, where I love the vibe and the aesthetic and the idea that goes into a trailer, but I could not watch the full movie without you know, not sleeping for days. I will try and break that streak with, uh, with the White fault.
1: Yeah, I can't listen to a lot of horror podcasts because the the gore sound effects, um, make me feel bad.
0: Ooh, yeah. Does this have gore sound effects to it?
1: It actually doesn't. It has some other sound design that creeped me out a lot, but, um, there's no, like, really heavy gore, um... It's mostly just, like, atmospheric, like they're stuck in a snowstorm and, uh, you know there's monsters out there waiting for them.
0: It's almost worse.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it's, it's a lot of, like, you don't see the monster but you know that it's there and they do a lot of really effective, uh, tension building in that way, uh... Cool. I had to quit listening to another horror podcast because in, like, every episode they had, like, people getting their throats ripped open or, like,
0: oh, yeah, horribly tortured
1: with, like, really uh, realistic and, uh like, well-produced sound design. And I was like, <laughs> wow, I can only do this so many times.
0: Yeah, good work. I'm proud of you. I gotta go. Bye. <laughs> well, cool. I will I think, throw that in the show I think show it was because
1: they, like... I think it was because they, like, changed writers halfway through. Like, I really liked the first season of that podcast that I'm not going to mention, because I don't want to mention their name if I'm uh, shit-talking them a little bit. But they changed writers, like, midway through one season, and then, like, afterwards it was all gore, and I was like, "Mm, nope.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Gotcha. Um, Speaking of... um horror stuff that i can't bring myself to actually experience you should watch the trailer that i just dropped into the show notes uh one of my recommendations this week is for the trailer for a pixel horror game called faith um i have not played the game i don't know if the game is good i know that the trailer is incredible and i want to hear this your reaction it's gonna
1: jump scare me oh wait i've seen i've seen a let's play of this oh you it's have good okay yeah
0: i love the uh The really cool asymmetrical design of everything that makes all the characters look off Um, and they've got a really cool rotoscoping effect that they use to make things look realistic while also being pixelated. Um, The design of this game is really cool. Uh, Everything in this trailer is a very cool aesthetic and uh, very um, effective imagery uh, to the point that I will not bring myself to play this game but the trailer is incredibly well produced. Uh, for a tiny yeah, pixel I'm, horror game that takes like 30 I'm, minutes to play.
1: I'm pretty sure there are a bunch of let's plays uh, by like horror gamers of it because I know I've, I this looks super familiar to me.
0: Okay. Um, well, then you don't have to watch the trailer now if you don't want to. Um, <laughs> my other recommendation um, is on an entirely different note from horror and, uh, that kind of uh story um there is a jrpg that i've been playing on my 3ds lately uh called radiant historia um they put out a re-release called uh, perfect chronology um it is a jrpg that uh, takes place and involves time travel um and moving between two alternate realities and a third uh grouping of like possible realities is what they call them
1: Ooh. Um, that sounds cool,
0: you yeah, you play as a character that like at the beginning of the game he gets the option of like he's a spy, basically, and he gets the option to like stay as a spy or leave being a spy and join his friend who's a general in the army um oh. and so you make that choice in the beginning of the game and then you play through two separate timelines uh that will they'll they'll interact at different points where like in order to continue on the army path, you need to learn something from the spy path. And in order to keep going with the spy path, you need to get a sword from a guy in the military path. And, you know, um, there's a really cool amount of bouncing back and forth between timelines and working in what you're doing. Um, and the battle system is an interesting, like, um, nine square grid that you, um, like you move enemies around the screen and like push them, you know, if you've got enemies in the back, they do less damage with their melee attacks, so you want to like control them and push them to the back, um, and if you push two people on the same square, you can hit them both with an attack. Um, so there's a lot of really neat um, strategy that goes into the battles uh, that I've never really seen in a JRPG before. Um, it plays out really well, and the story is uh, it's written a little better than your average JRPG, Um, I'm enjoying the story and the split timeline element of it. uh, Makes it fit in really well with Frog Fractions, but also keeps it uh, interesting and fresh. Um, It's surprisingly easy to follow along with, too, for a game that jumps back and forth between multiple timelines. Um, But it's really neat.
1: Huh, that sounds really cool. I'm not usually a JRPG person, but that sounds really neat.
0: I, I used to be when I was younger, and then I got really burned out on them. Um, I don't know. I grew up and put away childish things. Um, and I've slowly been getting back into them. Um, not as much as my younger self would have liked me to, just because I'm an adult with a job and a highly successful podcast. Um, and so I have <laughs> to maintain that. What are you laughing about?
1: Did you know, you know 2,000 people gave us a dollar <laughs> each for our podcast?
0: exactly if two thousand people each gave us a dollar we keep referencing this thing it's this pop-up screen that happens every time we log into our podcast account uh that is like the world's dumbest math of we just need to get two thousand people to each give us a dollar and then we'll have a podcast that makes two thousand dollars it's incredible um that's my other uh that's my other recommendation for this week uh give me a dollar if you like this podcast (laughs) um just mail it to me uh just just send it somewhere I'll get it
1: go go to patreon.com and type uh, in your credit card details
0: I think I don't think that's I think you meant uh what did you call it oh before? yeah Petrayan. Petrayan. go to patreon.com and we'll uh we'll get you hooked up <laughs> no but yeah I've been getting back into them um the the game is pretty good uh but I'm as as someone that doesn't I don't have 8 hours a day, 12 days a week like I used to um when I used to just devour video games. Um so Yeah, I was
1: going to say is this one of those like 60 hour JRPGs?
0: Um yes it is. Um but I've found that it is it is chopped up well enough into chapters um and like I I pu- I played this game on a plane going to Podcon back in January and then I just pulled it back out and played it on a different plane this past weekend um, and they have a robust enough story section that tells you what's going on and the game has Oh okay. Yeah, and as as part of its own um, just within the mechanics of the game there's the time traveling mechanic which includes like a full timeline of what's happened in each in each spot with like different nodes along them you can trans- you can go to so I was able to pick it up, just kind of like transport back to the start of the node that I was on and refresh myself and get back up to speed on what was happening. Um, yeah, there have been a lot of games where I put them down for like a week. And when I go back, I don't remember what's going on. This game makes it incredibly easy to not do that. Um, so I've been playing through it very slowly uh, and I'm really enjoying it.
1: Nice. Yeah, I wish more games would do that.
0: <laughs> yeah, Uh yeah, it's, it's really a, I don't know, it's a very strong way to just remember what's going on. There are, I couldn't tell you how many times I've started, um, that, I, that I've that i started Final Fantasy 12 and not finished it. Um, I, I've gotten so close to the end of so many times and then just never finished it. And then when I go back and try and replay it, I don't remember what's going on. I don't remember how any of my characters work. I don't remember XYZ. And so I have to restart it. This game you don't have to do any of that because the characters are simple enough and the moves are all simple enough that you can, it's, you don't really forget how to use your character and there's no real build to the characters that you have to keep track of. So it's just all pretty easy to jump back into. I've been enjoying it a lot. Nice. I think that's going to do it for us this week.
1: Yeah, I think we're done.
0: (laughs) I think so too. Uh, If you have any questions, Uh, suggestions for other games we should do, uh, concerns, uh, fun comments about ARGs. Uh, If you want to tell us we did a good job or get an uh, address from me to send me your dollar, uh, feel free to reach out to us at podcast at gmail.com. We read through that. Um, I try and check it at least daily um, and get back to people. Usually by the time that I'm able to check the thing, Marn has already sent off a response to someone. So uh, (laughs) reach out to us there. Uh, we also have, we can also be reached at Argonauts pod, uh, on Twitter. Um, we try to interact with people there and tell you all when new episodes coming out.
1: And we also have personal Twitters. Uh, they are linked on the Argonauts Twitter, but we can reiterate them for brevity's sake here.
0: Sure. Um, I am at AC Sherman, Uh,
1: I am at corpse revivers. And uh, Um, you can check Argonauts out on our website at ArgonautsPod.com.
0: Yeah, and we should be available on uh, pretty much all major uh, podcast hosting platforms. Uh, If you would like to see us hosted somewhere else, feel free to reach out to us. Honestly, if you're two and something hours into this podcast and you're just now hearing that, this probably isn't the best place to put it. But reach out to us and let us know. Uh, We'll see if we can't get it up on another platform for the next one.
1: Uh, there there was an issue where there were two of us on Spotify, but that has now been fixed.
0: Good, we've eliminated the fake time traveling version of ourselves that was uploading <laughs> false and uh, false episodes.
1: Spotify, uh, support kind of gave me the runaround because I emailed them and was like, "Hey, there's two of my podcast," and they were like, "But you uploaded both of these. You <laughs> you uploaded both of these.
0: <laughs> That's on you, bud." <laughs> <laughs> That they were able to help us out?
1: <laughs> yeah, it, one I uploaded through my uh, personal Spotify account, and then one I I just did through, like, our podcast website. And I was, gotcha. like, trying to get rid of the one through my personal account. But they worked it out. Thank you, Spotify support.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Spotify support.
1: Shout out to Spotify. I
0: was really worried that we were going to get, like, four listings on uh itunes after how many times i like nervously refreshed it trying to see if it would get approved yet so i'm glad that we only have the one and it seems to be uploading correctly
1: oh also thank you to the people who have left us really nice reviews on itunes that's the last thing that i wanted to say
0: yes uh please support us and Leave a review on iTunes if you can. Um, I personally think that we are a five-star cast. Uh, If you agree, feel free to reach out and leave a note there. It really helps us get discovered uh, and helps people find us. Um, It's much easier to sort us out from a bunch of Greek mythology podcasts about people hunting for the golden sheep if you uh, like and review us.
1: Yeah. Uh, Our next episode, we are probably going to cover the Sombra ARG. So keep that- Getting into
0: Overwatch.
1: Keep that in your back pocket if you are looking for something to read about uh in the week in between we upload.
0: All right. Sounds good to me. Uh I will how do I how do I start that one? Do I have to get a play of the game? What do I have to do?
1: Uh you do have to get into Overwatch. You have to become a pro Overwatch player.
0: Oh shit. I'm gonna go get on that. Uh and then next week you can tell me what I should have done instead. Thanks for listening, everyone. Uh everyone have a great day.